0: Hey everyone, I'm Michaela. I'm Anitra. I'm Cecilia.
1: And this, this is, is MEDLIFES.
0: What's the last movie you saw? I've been studying, it, I haven't seen a movie in so long. What movie, what's the first movie you're gonna watch tonight? You just finished your you last could, shelf. any
2: movie that you can watch, what movie would you watch?
0: Don't say the new Sebastian Stan movie because it's horrible. I watched it last oh, night. Oh,
2: oh, I know. I know. I know. Turning Red. Oh. Um, wait, what's Turning Red? I don't know what Turning Red is. It's about this
1: girl... Is she a red panda? Yeah, and then she when she gets strong in movement, she turns into a red panda. It's so
0: cute. It's about it's like a coming-of-age story too, like about getting your period. Oh, should we all together?
2: Should this be a med legs? Like
0: did we all see Encanto? Because I'd rather watch that. Yeah. Oh my God. Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) It's a beautiful night here in Philadelphia, and we're finally back in person talking again about clerkships. So last time we were talking about what clerkships are, but this time we're going to talk a little bit more about our experiences personally. Um, and something that Anitra kind of alluded to and we talked a little bit about in our last episode was how tiring clerkships really are and how sometimes studying bleeds over to the weekends. Um, or Oftentimes. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Oftentimes. and. It's this whole cycle of wake up, go to the hospital, come back, or to clinic, come back, study, try to squeeze some meals in there, try to squeeze some self-care in there, sleep, repeat. So how did you both deal with that cycle over and over again every day?
1: I didn't. Just yeah, just <laughs> You messed up. You're still out. here. <laughs> um, yeah, you just kind of— have to keep going I think what I, I had to learn was that um I needed to find the time for myself like I I just wanted to learn everything and just be totally prepared um, for for the shelf but and and just be totally prepared for each day of clinic um and just be a perfect student all the time, but that's not possible. Um, and you just need to need to find the time to 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 step back and say, I need to take care of myself. I need to stop doing these you old questions right now and do something that um, is going to keep my energy up and allow me to keep going the next day. What were those things for you? Exercising. Um, was one of them I think especially on surgery I when I would I, I would be getting home really late um and I would just immediately have to start studying um I didn't exercise for like a good month I think and that really brought my mood down like I was irritable um I didn't show it during during clerkships. Like, of course, you have to be energized and happy um, and put your best self on for, for the patients and for the team. But when I got back home, I was just really irritable. I was like... 25-year-old, post-12-hour shift, presenting with signs of irritability <laughs> yeah. and sleep deprivation. Just, and hangriness. <laughs> and hangriness. <laughs> it's not being myself. I just didn't feel like myself. Um, and I got the advice to just exercise for at least five minutes. Just, just do something. Even though you, even though I didn't feel like, oh, I I didn't sweat during this um, exercise routine. Like I, I can't run as much as I could before I started um, clinical rotations, but it's just, you have to do something. You just have to do something to make yourself happy.
0: Can I ask who gave you that advice? Because I feel like as like first-gen, low-income students, a lot of people in this population don't know who to talk to when they're feeling this way.
1: That was Dr. Kogan, the dean of um, student success. And um, like, so one of our deans at the medical school, um, I worked with her a lot during clerkship year because I was just feeling very lost um, and didn't know what the next steps were. I was always like, I felt so... Confused, Like I didn't know anything, um, both in terms of clerkship material and in terms of how clerkships was going to work. So I talked with her a lot.
2: Cecilia, I think that's a really good piece of advice. Just doing something, finding something that you can, you know, that will help you kind of calm down or not even calm down, but just like unwind. Um, And for that, that looks different for different people. So I think for me, like Mm -hmm. I definitely did not exercise as much, even though I'm a pretty active person. I think what I would do, I was so tired when I come back, just have a good, decent meal and watch some Netflix show where I can just turn off my brain for 30 minutes and like laugh about something. Um, And that was helpful. And then try to study after. What about you, Michaela? What did you do?
0: I say this often, I try to keep my weekends free, which like not everyone can do because I mean, you just heard like coming home and studying really, really stinks. I have to admit, like there's nothing else that you want to do besides come home and watch a TV show. Because I don't know, growing up, like, I don't know if this was your experience, but like my parents, my boyfriend's parents as well, like at the end of night, at the end of the night, after like dinner, like we sit down and watch TV it's not like we're having some, I don't know, very educated conversation or, like, not, not, neither of my parents, like, went back to work after dinner. You know, they didn't have more work to do. They didn't have phone calls or anything to catch up on. It was—their workday was done. Um, I mean, my dad works with his hands all day. It's not like he could come home and do anything. He, I mean, he might, like, do a project for the house. He definitely does that a lot, but it wasn't ever— come home and do more work.
1: Right. Because you're done with your work. And I feel like during clerkship year, we're like full-time, we work full-time and then we're also full-time students at the same time. We Um, work more
0: than full-time.
1: Yeah. More than 40 hours. That's why it's especially tiring.
0: Like I said, I thought it was very, it's very weird to be the only person in your family on that schedule. I think that's something I really struggled with. Um, Even just going to college, being on a schedule that was like, yeah, I went to class all day, but then I came home and did more work. I think that was something talking to my family members, like people like my grandma. Foreign concept. Yeah. My parents were like, wait, what? You're coming home
2: now and you're you have to study now, and like you're going to bed at what time? And I'm like,
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And wait, you're doing this again and again. And yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely I agree. It's a foreign concept. Um and It's really hard if you don't have anyone in your family who understands. I feel Mm. like my mom, personally, was always someone that was like, stop questioning her. She needs to do what she— Like, this is what she's doing. She needs to do what she's doing. Mm -hmm. Where some people— I don't know. I mean, granted, I didn't need my mom to stick up for me all the time. But at the same time, it was nice to have somebody just be like, why are you questioning her so much? Like, just let— She's doing her own thing. Like, we don't get it. It's fine. Mm. But, yeah. Do you guys have other
1: experiences where, like— your FGLI identity kind of like cross paths with clerkship year and it's like more, like you see it come out more.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think in various contexts I've been made more aware of maybe some of the ways in which I'm able to to connect to my patients in, in ways that maybe like my my fellow med students or residents who don't understand what it's like to not have good insurance mm-hmm. um, or have to like, you know, advocate for themselves, like being even like health literacy, like having to communicate certain things. I mean, I growing up, I remember like having to be that person from my parents sometimes um, just like going to the dentist and like communicating kind of like, what was said or like helping them understand like what even like as a medical student when my parents have gone to the doctor and they've like had things said to them kind of being that person to explain a little bit better what you know what this means um and I think that's really translated over to my own interactions with my patients like having to having under having that experience allows me to be a better advocate to stand up for them um because I've kind of experienced firsthand some of these things myself. Um, And then I guess, yeah, the other thing is like some of the ways in which like I I feel like I'm confronted with my lack of institutional knowledge compared to some of my peers. I'm just like, oh, wait, we can do this. Oh, wait, that's another option. Or like, oh, I should get like these resources or do or this is like how you navigate Epic. I feel like some of my classmates Mm -hmm. knew how to navigate
1: Epic, which is our EMR way better than i expected anybody to know a lot of this advice and information you get from word of mouth um, maybe from an upperclassman you know or from uh, a family member uh, or a friend who's been through the experience um and and sometimes you you don't you don't notice it until you notice someone else has something that you don't like i i didn't think i was at an a disadvantage like I just thought everyone was going into clerkship year um kind of like a level playing field at the same level because we don't know what to expect um but some people know what to expect you know yeah I think I was mentioning this to you guys earlier
0: but I remember like seeing um one of like your I think it actually is the med student your class but like I think about that more with like having people in your family in medicine, when I'm thinking about just networking, I think so much of and like maybe this isn't about clerkships, but after clerkships, I mean the time comes quickly when you're applying to residencies and thinking about what specialties you want to go into. A lot of that is networking, and like where you apply to residency is, or even like I don't know, maybe in, maybe in clerkships too. But like you just have to know how to talk to people in medicine. And that is something I feel like I didn't always know because I was always looking for, like, some common interest with my people, like, my teammates or my attendings that, like, wasn't medicine because I didn't feel like that's what I related to them on. I would always be like, oh, you have kids? Like, do you go to Disney World? Yeah, my family, too. Like, those were the types of things I was trying to relate to people about because I didn't feel knowledgeable enough about medicine and mm. like institutional knowledge, kind of like like the knowledge of higher education systems and networking in that, in that like, I guess, socioeconomic status almost. I wasn't as adept at doing that.
2: Interesting. Do you think that um kind of like in a similar vein, do you ever feel like, or are there any moments that you had where you were on a team with another medical student who you saw had maybe like an interaction with a resident or an attending that really reflected the, sh- the shared socioeconomic status um, and maybe like you found it difficult
0: to relate because you didn't have that similar experience? Hmm. Actually, no. I think a lot of the co-med, is, like, co-med students that I had were pretty good. Um. Not that someone with that background wouldn't oh, be Oh, yeah. Good. I don't yeah. think it's like a good or yeah, bad no, thing. Just, I, but I, um, yeah, I didn't feel like put off by them or by their relationship with the team, like our team in any way. I did not experience that. But I could see how that totally could happen. I think one story I kind of I can share about just connecting
1: with physicians and residents um, on clerkship year is that sometimes you they they kind of ask simple questions uh, about you, like oh tell me about yourself, like um, oh what do your parents do? I think that is a question I dislike, and I'm so nervous answering, even though it just seems like a simple get to know you question because not everyone's family situation is the same. Like not everyone has um, two parents in the household. And um, my mom obviously didn't work in the same environment that like some of these um, physicians worked in. Like she worked at a hotel um, and I just had to, like I felt like I had to make something up to, to kind of relate more to to um, people when they're asking me that question which I don't I don't like to make things up I, I like to be true to myself but but sometimes I just get nervous from the question and I just feel like I have to make something up.
2: Yeah I had a, like a moment like that where a fellow asked me like, oh what field are you interested in going into And I was like, oh you know like, I actually have been thinking about hospital medicine more more seriously. Like, I'm considering it more. I didn't even know it was a field that you could go into. Um, and the reaction I got was basically like, what? Hospital medicine? Like, laughing at the fact that I was even considering this. Uh, he was like, you could do better. <laughs> and for me, that was a little shocking to hear because – you know, like, I tell my family I'm going to be a doctor. It doesn't matter what doctor you're going to be. You're going to be a doctor. That's, like, a big deal. And to, to have someone kind of, like, scoff at this – I don't know if I would say scoff, but just kind of, like, belittle that. I mean, hospitals do a lot for – like, they're, what they do is important. And – I just I felt like it wasn't a really supportive way to answer. I think there's a better way of being like, oh, like have you considered other things? Like, why, why are you interested in that? You know, like getting a sense of to know me as as a person and like instead of kind of making a judgment about a career decision that I'm thinking about, you know. So I, I think that's another kind of <laughs> disconnect that I've experienced in and that's just one example. I mean, there are other examples that I could share, but
0: Yeah, it's almost like. I don't know, if you're applying to colleges and you say something is your reach school, but to somebody else, that's, like, their safety school. Mm-hmm. And they, like, yeah. yeah, they, like, are, like, oh, why are you applying there? Like, mm-hmm. it's just hurtful because, like, I don't know, from our backgrounds. Or, like, how could you turn down Cornell to go to, like, a school that nobody knows? Yeah. Like, well, because I have to think, think into consideration yeah. the cost. Exactly. You know? And, like, for us, and a lot of people in our background, um, Becoming a doctor is, it's almost like the reach. It it doesn't even matter what kind of doctor it is. It's the reach. Whereas other people, it's expected because it's what their parents did or that's, or they did something similar, like maybe lawyer or something. Um, But yeah, it's very interesting to think about. I'm curious. Did
2: you guys have any like big moments during your clerkship year where you were like, wow, like this is why I decided to go into medicine or like. Or it doesn't even have to be about, like, why you decided to go to medicine.
1: Just, like, anything that was really meaningful to you. Yes. Yes, I did. Um, I actually had a mid-medical um, career or medical mid-medical school meltdown because I was like, do I even want to do medicine? This is very hard. I'm crying, like, one, at least once every week. Um, and I just felt like I I couldn't do this. Um, and I was kind of looking at other career options. Um, and I, I had to think back to why I wanted to go into medicine in the first place. And it was to know um, about the diseases and to be able to be there for patients as kind of like a first line help. like if. Someone didn't know something and and they were worried about their health, they're worried about their cough or this ulcer on their leg. they can ask me, "Hey, what is this?" And I would know and I would know to direct them to um, to see certain people or tell them, "Oh, it's okay, it's a benign condition. Um, so I think that kind of helped me realize that i I want to stay and um, I'm actually thinking about family medicine um, and that's what drew me to it because I would know a little bit about everything I would be able to treat different ages from a baby to um, like an, uh, an elderly um, person who needs care. Um, so I think that that was one aha moment for me in clerkships. Um, and then after I I had that, I guess I, after I had that epiphany, um, I, I kind of looked at uh, clerkships differently. I, I found that what was really meaningful for me on clerkships was getting to interact with the patients. I mean, the med- learning the medicine was very cool, but the patients are even cooler. Like, um, I, I remember them and I rem- remember the feeling of what it's like to, um, to connect with them. Um, and yeah, I think that's one of the, my biggest takeaways from uh, the clerkships.
0: I kind of agree that it was definitely patient interactions that I was like, wow, I loved, I came home and I like loved talking to this person today and hearing what they had to say and getting to know their story. Those were like the days that I was like, wow, this was really fun. It was cool to be a doctor and like have somebody, not only hear their story, but also have them like trust me for medical advice when they would like actually ask me my opinion. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a medical student, right? <laughs> like we, they're like, but if you say it, it'll be like, you know, something, right? And I'm like, yeah, I guess. So Um, those were days that were really cool for sure. And then I think something that's hard in um, being a medical student is that you are only on a rotation for like mm. a couple weeks. And I think Something that I always really liked, even though I want to go into surgery and it seems like you see the patient and they're asleep and you don't even talk to them and then they leave and you never really see them again. The things that I actually really like are, so I like plastic surgery because those are some patients that you're doing reconstructive work on them. And like a lot of times you're doing it multiple times. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the reasons I wanted to go into that is especially for like the cleft lip and palate population. Mm -hmm. And that is a population that you actually follow Like, throughout their entire—most of their life until they're really, like, fully formed—have a fully formed face in their, like, late teenage Mm -hmm. years because they can keep getting surgeries and um, for different things that might be, like, not—like, less than normal, I guess you would say, um, based on, like, whatever anatomy they had when they were born. Um, And I feel like you don't always get a sense of the long-term follow-up when you're a medical student because you're there, like I said, for only a couple weeks, but I think on some rotations— maybe you're not seeing the same patient over and over again, but you can at least appreciate mm-hmm. how you see the same condition at different age groups. And I think those mm-hmm. were some of the rotations that I really was like, wow, this is cool, and I'm, like, sad that I'm, like, next week I'm not going to be here again. Um, and those were definitely some – like I said, there were some rotations where I was like, this is cool, and this is why I did medicine, and this is all coming together and making sense for me.
1: Yeah, I, I also – I love the long-term follow-up and getting to know the patient really well. Like, that's your patient and you're taking care of them.
0: Oh, that reminds me. I had one patient actually on a surgery clerkship. They came in at the beginning and I saw them in clinic. Something was going on and I talked to them and I like, I knew that my attending was going to be a while coming in. So I talked to them about, like, where they vacationed? Mm -hmm. I had just gone there, actually. It was, like, a total coincidence. And then they came back by, like, the last week of my clerkship, like, that rotation. And I walked into the room, and they were so happy to see me. They were like, oh, my gosh, it's you. Like, you're still here. That was actually really cool. That was really fun. Um, And they, like, loved me, and I loved them. And I wanted to talk to them all day. (laughs) But, yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say, Cecilia, I also had a meltdown, but my meltdown didn't happen (laughs) during clerkship year. It actually happened during the first couple of months of medical school where I was just Mm -hmm. like, I think we've talked about this in the past, but Mod 1, for me at least at Penn, was just being thrown into the deep end of the pool without like knowing how to swim. And um, I found myself also just kind of like, Feeling lost and not sure why I decided to go into medicine, I lost like my sense of purpose. Um, and I remember being on the phone with one of my mentors who, she actually like was in medical school, decided to leave and uh, get her PhD instead because she missed like the critical thinking and stuff. That at least that's what she that's how she described it. And like missed asking questions. Like she she was definitely more of a researcher than a clinician. Um, but just like melting into that and just like, sobbing. I literally, like, wasn't even planning to – I was just going to be like, hey, like, I just want some advice and then, like, broke down on the phone. Um, And I don't remember when this happened, but I remember talking to an upperclassman or seeing something shared by an upperclassman about how they were also considering leaving Mm -hmm. um, and how they were told by a friend of theirs, you can't leave not until you've at least tried it. And, like, what they were referring to was clerkship year. Like, you have to see – you have to try try clerkships, like, experience clerkships, and then make that decision. Um, and for me, I'm so glad I stayed because clerkship year really cemented it, – it refocused me, reminded me why I decided to do this and why it's worth it. Um, and there are a lot of, like, little moments, I think, throughout the year that – I don't know, just – or you see that, wow, like, you've really connected to a patient and they, people, maybe patients who mistrust the system, but, like, you have, like, they see you and, like, you've talked to them and they, they're like, oh, okay, I have an ally. I have someone who, like, understands where I'm coming from. And I've had moments like that. I've had moments where I had a patient on infectious diseases. I remember I only really walked in and she was just, like... I think she, like, kind of directed at me at first, and I tried to not take it personally, but she had had so many surgeries for a recurring, like, infection of the bone, osteomyelitis, and was very, like, upset with her surgeons because they couldn't get source control and felt like they hadn't done a good job. And she just kind of needed space to vent about that. Mm-hmm. Um, And when I first met her, my first encounter with her was her just, like, unloading all of how she felt related to you know because she couldn't like go to her her kids' games like it was really hard for her to like get from place to place and to be there for like big moments, um, and just being there and listening to her like I think made the biggest difference because by the end of that she like gave me she like was like come here give me a hug and, like thank you for I like cried in front of me and then I started crying a little bit which probably not professional but I like uh, it was just like it was like a very human moment. And it was so raw. And you don't really get a lot of those in other. <laughs> you don't really get a lot of those in other careers. I think that's what makes mm-hmm. medicine stand out. Um, and I don't think I would trade it for the world. Like if I could go back and do it again. I hope I say this like ten years online. That's like one of the things I'm worried about is getting jaded, working within a system that fails so many people, mm-hmm. but like hoping that I can at least make a small difference within that system.
0: yeah, I really love that both of you have had. Honestly, like meltdowns at different points because there are two areas or two times in medical school that I've actually heard a lot of people have a hard time or like will go through some kind of like almost like a midlife crisis but in medical school kind of thing. Um, And I agree. For the people that I've heard that really go through a lot during the first couple like months and like like the pre-clerkship years— I've heard a lot of like administrators be like, no, you have to make it to clerkship year and it'll all make sense for you. And I've also heard people that make it to clerkship year and they finish and they're like, I hated everything and I don't want to know what I want to do in medicine. And I've also heard like those are just always the two experiences I hear people like struggle with. And I think it's really cool that you guys have both gone like gone through both of them. So for our listeners to know like if they are in either of those shoes that they're like – still might choose medicine there's still a <laughs> it's lot okay. of things it's yeah normal. it's okay and yeah and i mean i feel like you just both embodied a lot of what i've heard and should know like people should know going into medical school for sure and, and it's that,
2: also okay if you decide that this is not for you like if you get to that point and you're like you know, you can always change directions. I mean, I know people who stick stick it through and get the MD degree. I had a friend who was like, you have to just get, the, like, you're so close to finishing. If it means that you won't be in a ton of debt, like, just get the degree. And then you have so much latitude. You can go into biotech or, you know, like, policy. You can try to do something different. And actually, that was, like, one of the reasons I also stayed. I was like, I'm like, you know what? She has a point. Like, I've made it this far. Let me continue. Um, so that, in addition to, like, what I had heard about going to, through clerkships and, like, allowing myself to get to that point was, I think, were the two things that I really considered.
1: Yeah. That kept me going.
0: Yeah. Well, I hope this gave all of our listeners an idea of, I mean, we almost kind of talked about things outside of the clerkship year and our experiences, but just having an idea of what some of the things are that you might encounter, some of the questions you might get when you're on your clerkships, and then that make you think, why am I doing medicine? Why am I the way that I am? <laughs> why can't I answer this simple question that should like other people can answer? Um, but we also shared some really like encouraging times throughout our clerkship year that really reinforced why we're here and why we want to do medicine and what kept us what kept us here in medicine and where we are today. And for our listeners who may be in medical school, if you all are ever feeling lost,
2: isolated, down. I think I think I can speak on behalf of all of us and say that you can always reach out to us. I just want to put ourselves out there as like a resource. You have our Medlegs email, our account, just like send us a message.